Welcome to the Road to Success on Flat Tires, the podcast that dives into entrepreneurship, wealth, and the secrets to success. You have the training and the talent to succeed, but do you have the guts to fail? I love what I do. When you love what you do, you want to be the best at it. Today is about the power of you. You will change the world. Find your path to success through the journey of those who have succeeded. And now, your host, Zeke. It's another beautiful day in September. Um, yeah, you know, tomorrow's Labor Day. Um, you know, yesterday, I'm not going to lie, yesterday was just cloudy. It was cloudy the whole day here in Houston. I was actually going to wash my car and go out for a drive and all this stuff like that. But I was just like, nah, I'm not going to do that because, like I said, it's just it was just cloudy. Um, so I just, you know, pretty much just did all, cleaned the house, went to go get some groceries and stuff like that. And took care of some business online and stuff like that. But, um, you know, today's Sunday and uh, I'm going to definitely drop another episode. This episode is going to probably drop on Wednesday, but I'm going to drop another episode probably tomorrow uh, just to talk about the weekend. Weekend wrap up and stuff like that, you know, this Labor Day and stuff like that going on. But, um, you know, this morning I was reading my book. There's a book that I read on my uh, phone. I read it like religiously. I read this book a lot. Um, so while I was reading this book, I was just like, I want to drop a podcast episode about books and stuff like that. Now, I know that in most cases, people like my episodes where I just talk about random stuff or talk about my cars or talk about this or talk about, I don't know, talk about stuff that is kind of either crazy or or, or, or or pop culture or some type of stuff like that. Um, I do release those type of episodes because I like to give updates about my life for stuff that's going on and stuff like that. I don't want this um, podcast to just be all about business and make it be boring and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I, I, I started this podcast because it's therapeutic to me. You know, I, I can get stuff off my chest and I can also give some game about some stuff that I know. Um, but the reason why I, I want to make this, you know, start this episode is because, you know, basically uh, I read this book a lot and I, I just want to talk about you know the difference between podcasts and books and stuff like you know some people would rather listen to stuff audio than reading a book some people would rather read the book than listen to a podcast or listen to an audio whatever so you know i'm your host zeke you know and this is the road to success on flat tires podcast in case this is your first time listening um in today's episode we'll be talking about my favorite books like i said you know this to help guide you on your road to success you know and um, I'm also going to also talk about why I prefer audio over reading. You know, some of these books you may have heard before. Some of them are like, I guess, two or three of them that I have are classics. Uh, some of them you have not heard before. So uh, now I'm not going to lie to you. I'd rather listen to podcasts about these subjects, you know, regarding either finance or wealth creation or business stuff and like that. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't read that much. If I do read, it's only one book I, I kind of read all the time. Like I said, I'll talk about that later, but I'd rather listen to it via audio, 
or, or, or listen to a podcast talking about the book or whatever it is. I just that's just my preference. You know, reading is cool, but I just like I said, I, I prefer podcasts and stuff like that. Um, now, there's about like 11 books saved on my books app on my iPhone. Now, they're all good books. Um, the one that I read the most is about 80 pages long. Um, I'm going to talk about that book uh, as we get into it. So I'm going to go over all the books and, you know, my opinion about them and what they're about. And, um, you know, I'll be talking about the important ones. So I'm going to talk about probably about seven of them. Um, now, if do you think this episode is going to be too boring because you don't care about books or stuff like that, then don't listen to it. But I'm just going to talk about you know, these books and why they helped me. And, and some of these books have made me money throughout the years and stuff like that, the concepts and the teachings in these books. So now some people might want to know why do some people choose audio over reading? Um, I'm think I'm guessing because, you know, some people just absorb more information much more efficiently, you know, through visual or audio, you know, and also think about it when we're all, when we're on the road, Or let's say we're working out or let's say we're doing different things. Maybe you're washing your car or you're 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 maybe making dinner or something like that. Right. You don't have time to just hold a book and do that at the same time. So you'd rather listen to it via audio. Now, you know, a lot of people don't have time or the patience to just sit there for an hour or two to read a book. Now, that may just seem real lazy or (laughs) um, or ignorant to stay to say because, um, a lot of people out there are wasting their time playing video games all day or they'll watch TV all day or they'll stay on social media all day. So it's not really an excuse to say that, oh, well, I don't want to sit there and read a book. I'd rather just listen to audio. But I know a lot of people prefer to, you know, listen to stuff audio uh, than to just read a book. Plus, if you read a book, I mean, it's only from an author's view. But like with a podcast or something like that, maybe they can go to different viewpoints and go into details or like some in-depth um, discussions about complicated topics and stuff like that. So it's just it's just more of a like, oh, okay, what is this about? Or let me get your opinion about this, 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 and that. It's not just sitting there reading a book and just that's it. So um, I think that like my opinions is like if you want to really win in life, you know, learn a lot about a topic or you know achieve your goals and stuff like that, you must incorporate listening, um, listening to stuff like listening to, I, I just feel like people who, who are always seeking information or on YouTube watching stuff or researching this or listening to stuff, like it helps them in their life. You know, even reading too, I'm not going to pit down reading, like reading is good as well too. But you know, a lot of people, they prefer to read stuff that has nothing to do with them or it's not going to help them or drama stuff online or stuff in the media, pop culture, all that crap like that. Like that stuff just pollutes your mind. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can do other activities and just be listening to a podcast or if you have some time to just sit there and read a book, whatever it is that you want to do, um, you know, just go ahead and do it. But at the end of the day, um, like I I, I, guess, like I I guess it's pretty much up to you what you really want to do. Um, if you want to read or you want to listen to audio, it's up to you. But Let's get down to my favorite books and I'll just talk about them and just see how they're intriguing and stuff like that.
so like I said, it's it's early this morning. I'm gonna try to be as clear as possible. I'm a bit tired and stuff like that. But um, basically, the first book I'm gonna talk about is called Trading in the Zone, and it's about 140 pages long. It's a book by Mark Douglas. Um, it was dropped in 2001, and and basically what the book is about is it makes you understand the um, psychology of trading. So it makes you master it, and it helps you become a, a good trader if you want to be a stock trader or basically any type of trader. I don't even think it's just only stocks, but it teaches you like the learning and uh, like a technical and fundamental analysis of of trading, which will like help you with your trading, but it also helps you with your um your psychology, your psych- psychological makeup that will make the difference in how you trade. So, um, you know, a lot of people assume that if you just learn the fundamentals and all these scientific things when it comes to trading, it's going to make you successful. But that's not it. There's a lot that goes into trading. And the things that I see, especially when I like teach people trading or like, you know, I see people trade. A lot of people get emotional. A lot of people get emotional. And that's how people screw up and lose a lot of money. You know, people tend to just Oh, they get fear of missing out. Like, oh, this stock is freaking going up high. I need to get in right now. When they get in at the top and it comes down, boom, they lose their money. Or they don't know when to get in or they don't understand the chart. They don't understand all the stuff that's going on when it comes to the uh, of why the stock is going up or why the stock is going down. They're just jumping in because they feel like it or they read some tweet on Twitter. And they're like, okay, let me just jump into it. And that's how people screw up and lose a lot of money. And they get emotional about it. They get so mad that they lost. And then since they're already mad, they get back in again and keep losing money and losing money and losing money. Or sometimes they may be up. They may they may be they may be uh, making a lot of money, and instead of you just locking out for the day and getting your money, they get greedy. It's like oh, I'm gonna get back in and make more money, and then they lose all that money. So basically, like the book uncovers like the underlying reasons for like the lack of consistency. And you know, Mark also takes on the myths of the market and exposes them one by one by you know teaching the traders to look beyond uh, random outcomes, so you can like understand the the risks and stuff like that. So. I was introduced by this book by when I started trading, like what, five or six years ago by some one of my friends, you know, so I got into it. It is a long book, but I got into it. I read it, you know, and, you know, like I said, most people get into the stock market and they rush right into trading. They don't even paper trade and paper trade basically means that um, you're trading with virtual money. So you're trading like real time in the stock market, but you're not trading with your money. You're trading with fake money. And basically um, that helps you. That helps you. Obviously, it, it doesn't really affect your emotions that much because you know you're trading with fake money so you may still be able to like just keep jumping into all these stocks and stuff but if you trade like the stock market with that fake money like if it was your money and actually study and actually know what you're doing and how to get in plays and get out of plays then it helps you and stuff like that so you know i suggest this book if you want to get into trading like i said it'll, it'll teach you a lot of stuff that you know other you know, other avenues won't teach you when it comes to trading. People just assume that, oh, you just get into trading, you just start trading. Like, no, there's a lot that goes into trading. So the second book is called The Gaslight Effect. It's uh, How to Spot and Survive the Hidden Manipulations Other People Use to Control Your Life. It's by uh, Dr. Robin Stern. Um, I forgot who sent me this book, but it's, it's really amazing. It's a really good book. Now, this book is long. It's 200 pages. So people are probably like, nah, man, I'm not trying to read 200 pages. But um, you can look up summaries online about the book if you don't want to read the whole 200 pages. Like some people have cut it down. Uh, but basically, it shows you how the gaslight effect works. You know, how you can decide which relationships can be saved and which you can walk away from and how to gas proof your life so you avoid gaslighting relationships. You know, though Dr. Stern makes clear that not all gaslighters are not trying to drive their partners insane, uh, they will invalidate the views and realities of their partners in trying to please them 
and the partners let go of themselves in their view of reality. So basically, like, you know, Dr. Stern also never uses in a book. She like, you know, she never uses psychopath or sociopath. Like she refers to them as emotional abusers, pretty, pretty much gaslighters. And the abused people are called gaslightees. So um, Dr. Stern, you know, divides the types of gaslighters into three categories of emotional abusers and three stages of gaslighting. So she points out that the eternal signals, feelings that would tell a person being gaslighted, that they're indeed experiencing some form of emotional abuse and invalidation of their reality by someone they want to please. You know, so overall, it's, it's a dope book. You know, so people out here, if you get in any type of relationships or you're in any type of relationships where you feel like you're being gaslighted or someone's trying to take over your life or use you, it's definitely a good book that will give you some pointers uh, how to get through that. So the third book is actually called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. It's a, I told some people about this book and they, they, they already like the title. So a lot of people have went to go get this book. It's by Mark Manson. You know, he's an entrepreneur and he's also a blogger. Uh, This book came out in 2016. So basically, the book explains the finding uh, something that's important uh, and meaningful in your life is the most productive use of your time and energy. Because honestly, every life has problems associated with it. And finding the meaning in your life will help you sustain the effort needed to overcome the particular problems you face. So we can say that the key to a living a good life is not giving a fuck about more things, but rather giving a fuck only about the things that align with your personal values. So, you know, us humans like to make things difficult or not, you know, or care about things that we cannot control or has nothing to do with us. So the good life is not giving a fuck about more. It's giving a fuck about less and giving a fuck about only what is true and immediate and important. So, you know, check out the book. It's just... I just feel like in our life that if you focus on things you can't control or things that have nothing to do with you, you're always going to be unhappy. That's that's just how it is. Like you can sit here and you'll keep crying all day like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Or, I wish this happened. Like if you can't control it, just move on. You know, just focus on things that you can control, things that, you know, that matter to you, family, your career, whatever it is, and go from there. I, th- I feel like because of social media and you know, we we watch what other people do and their life and stuff like that. We care about so much stuff that we let it affect us. And all of us, we're not perfect. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've It's happened to me. I, you know, I would get the press of stuff that I can't control or stuff like that. So, you know, we're all a work in progress. So the book is there to help you out. Um, and it gives you a lot of things that can, you know, assist you with your values and things of that nature. So the fourth book it's called The 4-Hour Workweek. You know, it came up in 2007 by uh, Timothy Ferris. He's an entrepreneur. It talks about escaping 9 to 5, living anywhere you want, and joining the new rich. It's just simple as that. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, now, Timothy does explain in the first couple of pages that you do not need to quit your job out of nowhere. So you don't have to be just like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to just quit my job. Like, no, there's a plan. There's things you can you know, start doing while you're working your nine to five to get out of your nine to five. He also explains that there's no, there's uh, so many ways to get out of the rat race while using it to fund your dreams. Um, you don't have to be rich and you can even have kids or be in any type of situation and still win. You can still escape nine to five. Now, obviously in certain situations or circumstances, circumstances, it may be harder, but you can still win at the end of the day. You can still win because someone has done it before. So honestly, to sum up this book, the main objective of this book is to just create freedom of time and place and just use them however you want to use them. So, um, you know, I read this book. I read the revised uh, copy because the original copy, I think, is real long and it was kind of confusing to me. So I got the revised copy. So, yeah, just go pick it up if you want to do that. Um, so the fifth book 
is actually a classic. And I think most people have read this book. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, if you're an entrepreneur or someone that wants to start getting into entrepreneurship or starting a side hustle, I feel like this should be the first book you should read. Um, this book does have flaws. Not everything in it is perfect, but it, it definitely talks about a lot of real shit. Um, like I said, this book will just start having you think differently than the average employee. Um, it's going to get you motivated. Um, Robert Kiyosaki is the one who actually you know wrote this book. Um, now, everyone's situation is different. The six key points throughout this book, um, which differentiate, which differ between his poor dad, which is his real dad, and the rich dad, which was another person that was helping him out um, to get wealthy. Um, they, he says that the rich doesn't work for money, the importance of financial literacy, minding your own business. Uh, they go into details about taxes and corporation, uh, the rich event money, and they need to work to learn and not work for money. So the book does talk about flawed educational system. You know, our educational system is designed primarily to create employees and could be a negative influence for an entrepreneur. Um, Robert also suggests that you shouldn't skip college. I mean, he's not saying that you shouldn't go to college, but it's just trying to tell you that college is not the end all be all, you know. They don't. The college doesn't talk about financial independence. They don't talk about entrepreneurship. They talk about you being, um, you know, doing what you have to do to go work for a company. Um, now, at this point, people may not agree with, but being an entrepreneur is less risky. Now, some of you guys may say, why is being an entrepreneur less risky than, you know, working for someone? Because, you know, owning a business gives you all sorts of self-reliance skills uh, that you would not get when you're working for someone. You know, with if anything, with today's cradle to grave mentality, we're actually creating more dependent individuals. So, um, you know, you can take that to however you want to take that. You know, some people do not want to be entrepreneurs. So I do believe that like some people do not want to be entrepreneurs like they like their career. or They like working for someone. That's completely fine. I feel like if you're just if, if it makes you happy and you're fine and you're you're comfortable, then that's cool. But I'm gonna be honest, most people listening to this or just most people in general do not like their nine to five or they don't like nine to five at all. Like a lot of people would like to be rich or a lot of people would like to have more money or have a good side hustle or a good business or something like that. So those are to those people. Um, one of the points in the book is also that your home is not an asset, you know, because um, home values do not always go up and it does not generate any positive cash flow. Uh, all consumable goods are liabilities. They're not bringing in cash flow. So therefore, they're not an asset. Now, don't get me wrong. There is some where you can buy a house, obviously, and you hold it for some years and it can go up in value and you can make some money off of it. But in general, if you own a house and you're not flipping it or you're not... Um, renting it out or something to bring in cash flow and stuff like that. Don't think of it as like, oh, okay, I have a house now. Like I'm rich or I'm going to get rich or something like that. That's just not how it works. Uh, the sixth book is also a classic too, is by Malcolm Gladwell. It's called The Outliers. Now this book examines many factors that cause success, you know, such as cultural differences, uh, the month you were born, the 10,000 hour work rule, uh, and much more. Um, even though this book was written in 2008 and ha- um, a lot has changed, um, since Gladwell states that the successful are those who have been given opportunities and who have had the strength and presence of mind to seize them at the right time and right place. So basically, obviously, this book, The Outliers, is basically Malcolm talks about certain situations that cause people success, like the school they went to or the, the month they were born or this and that. Or if you look at Bill Gates, you look at all these attributes, they were born on this month and this and that. So there's a lot of type of differences or luck or certain type of things that they see like, oh, okay, this will cause success. But overall, 
if an opportunity has been presented to you and you actually work your ass off and take seize that opportunity at the right place and right time, you can get rich. You know, it's all it's always I always tell people because I know a lot of people say like, oh, no, getting rich is by luck or you have to already be rich or your family has to be rich or you have to do evil or you have to sell drugs. Or you do something to get like that's not true. Now, yes, there's people who have gotten rich or have made money doing all those bad stuff. But there's people who has whether it's the right time, the right location, the, the the right opportunity has come to them. They've seized it and they've 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 took advantage of it and then they got rich off of it. So at the end of the day, it's don't don't be so negative or pessimistic about like getting rich. You know, it doesn't really matter where you come from. It doesn't matter about anything. I've seen people get rich from various uh, ages and wherever they live, they can live in a, some weird town. They can live in a big city. They can be this, whatever it is. At the end of the day, don't discourage yourself or anything like that. Now, last but not least, my favorite book, my favorite book that I read front to back a lot, and it's only 80 pages long. You know, this book is pretty much like a Bible to me, pretty much. And it's called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Now, this book was written over 100 years ago from a Christian perspective. Um, basically, uh, Wallace, the author, he shows you how to use the power of thought and willpower on the way to getting rich. Uh, you know, teaches you how to think creatively rather than competitively and um, how this is one of the keys to becoming wealthy. Um, also, how to set yourself on the right course to obtaining wealth and to get rich in an ethical way. Um, also, to use positive thinking to obtain your desires and basically succeed on what you're doing. Um, also the author also shows that by focusing only on what your heart desires and believing unconditionally that those things are yours to have, you will actually connect with the universe and those universe will give you those desires. And in the first place and attend, and it will, it will allow you to gain those desires pretty, pretty much. So basically this book will just show you exactly how to control your thoughts and your actions on how to get rich. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all should be. We all should be living good. If you if you want to live happy, you want to whatever it is, if you want to get rich or maybe. And like I said, getting rich is not always about money. You know, at the end of the day, if you're happy, you're rich. At the end of the day, like if you're making a good living, you're rich. It's whatever, you know, whatever it is that you want to do in your life, pretty much just go ahead and do it. Um, you know, it's it's a great book. It's only 80 pages long. I feel like everyone should read this book. Out of all the books I explained, I think this is the book that everyone should read. It will just it will change your mindset how you see uh opportunities and how you see money and how you see life. Just life in general. Like all of us should be like just living our life, you know, being happy, doing what we love. Um but I know understand that's not how like how life is, you know. That's not how the world is. People are struggling, you know. At the end of the day, you have to work your ass off to get to where you want to get to. Um, and that's just how life is, you know, I don't see things really changing as terms of that, but there's certain, um, steps and situations that you could take advantage of to, you know, higher chances of success and to be, and to get to getting what you want, you know? So at the end of the day, I'm going to read one excerpt from the book and hopefully you guys understand and like it. So basically let's, let me, let me start this. So he says, whatever may be said, in the praise of poverty, the fact remains that it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. No man can rise to his greatest possible height and talent or soul development unless he has plenty of money. For to unfold the soul and to develop talent, he must have many things to use, and he cannot have these things unless he has money to buy them with. A man develops in mind, soul, and body by making use of things, and society is so organized that man must have money in order to become the possessor of things. 
Therefore, the basis of all advancement for man must be the science of getting rich. The object of all life is development, and everything that lives has an inalienable right to all the development it is capable of attaining. Man's right of life means his right to have the free and unrestricted use of all things which may be unnecessary to his fullest mental, spiritual, and physical unfoldment, or in other words, his right to be rich. In this book, I shall not speak of the riches in a figurative way. To be really rich does not mean to be satisfied or contented with a little. No man ought to be satisfied with a little if he is capable of using and enjoying more. So honestly, you know, that's one excerpt in the beginning of the book, guys. So at the end of the day, I want to thank you guys for just listening to this episode about my favorite books. Uh, Like I said, excuse me if I've been, you know, mumbling some words throughout this episode. Like, I'm tired as hell. I just woke up and I was just trying to give some quick game. So, like I said, please subscribe and rate five five stars and may your pain be champagne. All right, y'all. Peace.